It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Surviving burnout. Burnout is something that we all deal with, especially as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, and as parents. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what burnout is, what it looks like for you and your business, and not how to avoid it, because honestly, we get there too. It's about how to live through it, how to survive it, and how to take the steps so that it's not so bad the next time burnout finds you in your busyness. So, Welcome to the Indie Parent Podcast. We have a new episode every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, which you can find at theindieparent.com. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Amy Belgard. Hello, Amy. Hello, Desiree. How are you? I am cold. Me too. But I have a cozy blanket wrapped around me, and I have warm coffee, so I'm totally good. Good. I also have coffee, and I also am sitting in a sleeping bag in my chair. That's how chilly I am right now. The benefits of working from home, right? <laughs> right, right. I've got cozy socks on, and I am just sipping as much coffee as humanly possible. Smart. So today's topic, I can't believe we're on, what, episode seven? Episode seven. Two. Yes. Crazy. And since we're both really feeling this right now, a lot of the times these episodes we want to talk about the thing that's like really on our minds that mm-hmm. week. And this week we are thinking about burnout, overworking working too many hours of the day, too many days of the week, not, you know, starting to forget what your bed feels like, exactly. <laughs> starting to forget what the outside world looks like, and how we get through that. So, Amy, what's what's making you feel burnout right now? Yeah, so when we were trying to decide what we wanted to talk about tonight, I said, I've been asking this question, and I don't know why I wasn't asking this before. We were just kind of going to, like, what are the common things that indie parents think about and talk about? But now, I'm since we've done so many shows, it's like, well, what's on your heart? What's on your mind? And Desiree said, you know, overworking, working too much. And then, of course, that leads to burnout. And I was I was on the same wavelength. I was, I'm feeling the same thing. Um, there's going to be some changes going on with my business where I'm going to be taking on more of a, a workload. And I'm trying to prepare for that. And it's also my busiest time of year for what I do. And of course, over the holidays as well. And so there's a lot of time off in there. And I'm trying to juggle all of that. And I'm finding myself working from the moment I wake up to the mo- to the moment that I go to bed, and I'm not going to bed at, at a decent hour. Mm-hmm. And even though I really love what I do, what ends up happening is I end up not liking what I'm doing <laughs> because I'm so tired. Like just yep. the not sleeping part affects me and affects anyone and then not really spending that time with my family and my husband the way that I should what's healthy Um, and then not separating myself from work when you're so deep into your work you almost overthink it and then you're not you're you can't be as creative and present and your work sucks and it suffers Mm -hmm. from it don't you think like when you're so spread thin yeah, just, you start to autopilot things that should be 
you should be putting a little more thought into. But yeah. you end up, you're like, just got to get it done. Got to get it done. The quality's never as yeah. good. Yeah. And so it's almost pointless for me to crank out all these deadlines for my clients if it's just junk. Yeah. If it's just enough to get by. Because that, in the long run, isn't going to get me more work because I was on time. It's going to yeah. get me more work if I do a good job, even though maybe I was a few hours late or... And a lot of times I have found with deadlines, if you reach out to whoever it is, your client or whoever you're doing the work for, and you say, hey, I am, this, is my, this is a busy time of year for me. I'm catching up on deadlines. I really want to do a good job for this post. Can I have a couple more hours? Can I have a couple more days, a week, whatever it is that you think is reasonable? And a lot of times they're, they're okay with that. I think it's very, it's very uncommon that the deadline is so tight. And sometimes it would be, but I think it's uncommon that most of them are this tight. They have to be out this date, this time. Yeah. And so allow yourself to miss deadlines from time to time and and maybe reschedule them. I'm finding myself doing that a lot. And we just had a, an ice storm here in Oklahoma and our power wasn't even on for a few days. And even though it was over the holiday break, I was still going to squeeze in some work because it's part of my problem, what I'm dealing with. I'm feeling like every moment of every day, even a holiday break, I've got to squeeze in some work somehow if I can. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't do it. There was one point where we did have power, but we didn't have internet. We didn't have hot water until yesterday. Um, So... And so, but, but, you know, I was able to tell my clients that, and and most of them are understanding and everything, but, uh, you know, there's just these situations as an indie parent where you can't avoid, um, work stacking up and getting behind on it. So I guess it's like how you, you deal with it and like, how do you deal with those situations? Do you Mm -hmm. crack? Do you melt down? Do you, are you mean to, to those who are around you because they're, they're taking up your time when really you should be using that time to work, even though you've already worked eight hours that day. How do you yeah. respond to it? That's the key. And that's what I'm battling with personally. It all comes down to prioritizing. Because if you're not prioritizing your time and the schedule and the things you need done and all of that, whether it's you know your stuff at home, the kids need to be here, dinner needs to be cooked, etc., you start to fall behind because you'll end up doing the tasks that are easier first Mm -hmm. and you leave yourself with the tasks that take far more time or you don't allot yourself enough time. You're like, Oh, I can get this, this and this done. And then at the end of the day, you're like, crap, I still have that huge project. Yes. And the kids have gone to bed. Okay. So now it's eight o'clock at night and I, I'm going to have to work for five hours. Yes. I like my main goal this whole year has been to stop working at night Mm-hmm. and to work as little as possible on the weekends. I'm not going to say never because my daughter isn't home every weekend. There are some weekends when she's at her dad's house. Right. So I am perfectly happy to work on those weekends, but I would like to not be working on the weekends when she's here. And for you know my partner and I, it's nice for us to have a weekend where we can just be, just mm-hmm. do whatever we want to do and not have to worry about checking in with a client or scheduling something on social media or doing whatever it would just be nice to have like full days off of not doing any of that right because again if you're an indie parent this is probably your goal is to have more time for yourself and your family Mm -hmm. so it doesn't make sense to work all the time (laughs) even though you end up finding yourself that way so I think it's 
it gets tricky because especially when you're starting out so you kind of get into this like I'm talking I'm gonna talk with my hands here even though you can't see me <laughs> you can like you start off very small it's just you you're starving for clients you're starving for business and then things start to grow things grow and grow and grow to a point where you're like yes this is awesome and then you hit this tipping point where it goes from I'm this this is awesome it's busy to I actually can't do everything mm -hmm. that is now on my plate and I'm suffocating, and I'm not sleeping, and I'm miserable, and my work will suffer, etc. And it's like you slide back down that hill. So once you get to the top of that hill, it's like it's something has to go or something has to change, whether it's hiring mm -hmm. someone, um, delegating some other task to someone else in your team if you already have a team, uh, hiring someone to clean your house, like little things like that. Like there's, you yeah. have to let it go somewhere, and often... Well, I would say almost always in business, it's this crux of now I, I have to spend more money to make more money. Mm -hmm. So I think people find themselves at that I am overworked. Well, if you're working 17 hours a day, then probably you have enough business that you might be able to uh, source some of that out somewhere. But it's hard to take that step because you're like, well, I shouldn't be, and should is a terrible word in business, I shouldn't be paying someone else to do that because I could do it. Right. But if you're not a pro at that other thing, then, you know, let someone else do it and increase your productivity there so that you can move on to another thing. And I think depending on your business, it's easier or harder to do that. And maybe it's something in your personal life. Like right now, I am desperate to find a catering service so that I can just have dinners made or just lunches made because right. we're not finding time to cook. Mm -hmm. Like it's, you know, you have to find the some, something has to go. <laughs> something has yeah. to change once you get to that sort of tipping point. And it's also analyzing, you know, before you get to that point, do I need help? Maybe analyzing how are you spending your time? Like you said, yeah. when you have a big project with a hard deadline, that is the big, that's the number one priority, but yet you keep going back to email to like do correspondence yeah. or like you you're said. Like, oh, I have time. Yeah. It's like an essay. Well, like, well, I, I have to, I have to get to this like, within five minutes of, of them sending it. Or you're like you said, yeah. you do these little jobs that make you feel productive, like in the moment. But at the yeah. end of the day, you feel worse because you didn't tackle that big one that's looming over yeah. you, and you have to get it done. And so, and this is something that I am horrible about doing. I always have been. I'm always checking my email. I'm always checking my email. But the problem is, is then I, my deadlines for that day suffer from that because I get, I get into that rabbit hole of email and then they're responding and they might respond right away. So that I respond again, or they might want to negotiate a new deal. And I keep going back. So I'm like, oh, I got to get this new deal. The deal is still going to happen. Just give yourself two or three hours of uninterrupted time to work on this big project and then get to your email. And, and, and that's something that I know we've talked about several times on lots of our shows about the really designating your time and making your time intentional. Mm -hmm. I think that alone can, can help with burnout really. Okay. Um, and then you could see from then if I, if I'm sticking to a schedule of what I should work on every day and I'm actually sticking to it, I'm, my, I'm using my time intentionally. If you're still feeling like you don't have enough hours in the day, then that's probably a good time to outsource some help mm -hmm. and hire a contractor or, like you said, help with the things at home that you, you could use. Like maybe that's a babysitter or, or a housekeeper or, like you said, a caterer. That sounds amazing. Um, it's a dream. And, yeah. That would, that would be the dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
I think that we, we get so busy and like right now I'm in this mindset myself. I'm so busy just trying to survive each day so that I don't lose work so that I can make my clients happy. You know, that I, I, the last thing I'm thinking about is trying to actually structure anything or organize anything. And I think many of us fall into this boat. We're just, there's so much on our plates just as parents period. And then you're adding in a business and obligations. And then if you have a team, you're managing them. And, and uh, if you have more than one business, you're managing several businesses. It's, it's a lot. And I will say that since my, my blogging business is about to experience a lot of change. Um, yesterday I had a lot of deadlines to do and I got to about half of them and I used the rest of my day to sort of plan how I was going to tackle this new work and organize it and what was the best system for doing that. And so even though that didn't seem, when I was in it, I was like, am I wasting my time? But no, I, I went in today thinking I feel better that I've sort of planned out what I'm going to work on each day in little chunks. And maybe even I can work ahead so that I'm not always just catching up. I want to be just a little bit ahead. And I felt like it was manageable. But if I look at my whole entire list all at once of everything that's due and all the projects I need to work on, it's way too overwhelming. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Even if they you do have to. Yeah. Like, just like, I, okay, I'm just going to look on Facebook and do nothing because I can't even yeah. deal with it. And then you feel worse the next day. And then you or feel you- even worse the next day. You know, you just can't, you can't move forward like that. Um, I think that when you, when you start implementing systems, like you said, so you were talking to me earlier about how you're using Evernote for some mm-hmm. stuff. So there's a good way to create a system. Right. But if you go back to our, um, our episode on apps and our productivity uh, software, tools. Yeah, our yeah. productivity tools. Yeah. We talk about Evernote in there. Um, and just whatever systems you can create for your business that help you have little shortcuts. Like I do a lot of social media scheduling with our Kids and Co. business. So I have a lot of spreadsheets on the go. And instead of having a, an individual one for each business that I would have to tab through each time, they are all on one page mm-hmm. that I can open at once and schedule everything and see it all. Because I think it depends on how your brain works, I guess, whether you're really visual or really like, you know, you need a list to cross it off. Yeah. But I like to see it all at once mm-hmm. to the point where now I want a second monitor so that I can, <laughs> yeah. I can have. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the projects. Cause I just, I feel like that will help me get some other things done. Cause I can always see it. Um, but whatever systems work for you, just try them. If it doesn't work, you have to try something new. Right. But I think that once you start to implement different systems in your business, whether that's this is how I respond to emails, these are my autoresponders for emails, these are my mm-hmm. whatever, this is how I go about this. Once you have those little rules in place, they might take a little while to write right. or to, to deal with, like to make Set happen. Up. Yeah. But then after that, they save you a ridiculous amount right. of time. Which makes you more money in the end. Exactly. Let's say you have a retail store and you need 500 products put into your inventory or something like that, something really menial but time consuming can you hire someone to just do that one task like Mm -hmm. would that make you more money if you could just hire a contractor to do something little like that Mm -hmm. if you can do it do it because as a business owner there's just some things that eventually you shouldn't be doing anyways because it's not making you the most money right um which sounds pretty like capitalist of me i guess but it's true if you want to move ahead there's some stuff that you have to leave behind like maybe at some point you shouldn't be checking your email maybe at some point you shouldn't be cleaning the walls of your store because you're the owner of it and why are you doing it (laughs) no 
Yeah, and I mean, and that might even be like an intern or somebody who wants to just get mm-hmm. into the business that you're doing, that um, you're mentoring or something like that. Like, don't think beyond that, you know, someone right out of college or someone going to college could probably unsubscribe through my emails. Like, they could probably do that for me. Yeah. <laughs> or I could pay an hourly rate for somebody to spend a day doing it, and it's worth it. Um, so, you know, sometimes, you know, some people aren't in the, in the position to hire, and I totally get that. But if you are, I, I just you will change your life and and you'll be less stressed and you'll be able to really get to the high priority projects that you know need to be done, but you feel so distracted with all these little things. Yeah. Well, and two, if you, I was talking about that sort of breaking point. So you're small, more business breaking point. If you hire someone just before that breaking point, you're not going to hit crazy burnout land. Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to sail a little bit smoother through it. And again, setting up systems for that person so they are as productive as possible, then all of that just adds. You're like cloning yourself. You're adding to your own productivity by creating shortcuts for anyone who ends up working with you and for yourself. Right. So we've talked a lot about like just overworking because of just the workload that we have. Do you feel like as entrepreneurs, sometimes we put on a workload that's unnecessary? Like we put on things that aren't really a high priority as far as like, it doesn't affect anyone else but us. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm I bad know about that. that. I have actually, I moved my website from one um, like back end to another because I found myself screwing around with the code so much to make things look perfect that I spent, I've spent a ridiculous amount of time mm-hmm doing little coding design tweaks to get things to look a certain way when no one else ever freaking notices. It's just me. Like, it's just my own, like, I want it to look that certain way. And so I ended up moving to a whole new system because it was easier and it was very cut and dry and I didn't have to think about it anymore. And I was like, that saves me so much time. I'm not going in and being like, oh, that should be over, like, a half centimeter to that side. Like, I don't know. This doesn't look quite right. Little things like that that no one else would ever care about. (laughs) Right. But I do. But And I know that sometimes those those projects that it may not even be a big business project, maybe it's something that you're just doing for fun, but you, mm. you hope maybe leads to a business later or whatever. That's what fuels us. That's what we like to do and love to do. We just have to make yeah. sure that that doesn't cut into what's making us money and what's helping our business grow. So it's a little bit of a balance of that. And if you've got like your business side, the stuff you have to do organized enough, you should have the time to work on that and not cut into your family time, you know, because we want to keep exploring new things and learning. Yeah. I always try to think about like, if I go through my list during the day, if it's like things that don't all have a due date like if they're all due today they, these are just things that need to happen mm-hmm. um i try to prioritize by like what is what is the one that will make me the most money mm-hmm. really at this point like what is the most important what is going to matter the most in my business now right what can wait what needs tweaking what needs you know and you can sort of sort through your business that way because if you're an indie parent then I think that most of the people listening to this probably don't even have just one thing on on the go. Right. Most of you probably have multiple streams of income in some respect. And some of you might be still working like a nine to five for mm-hmm. someone else while building your like indie parent side hustle. So then it's making time for that too. Right. And I always say that, you know, and I am just as guilty as this. I finally went back to doing yoga after saying, oh, I don't think I have time. I don't have time. Yeah. If you really like something, you're going to make time to do it. If I really yeah. want to eat the chocolate cake, I'm just going to, I'm going to make 
it, it a possibility. <laughs> if it's something you really want, you're gonna you're gonna find a way to do it. Yeah. Um, exactly. I was listening to uh, the audiobook for Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic, and she talks about how people who are having an affair or cheating on their spouse always find time right to right sneak off <laughs> that makes sense yeah. and make out with that person in like a stairwell or whatever so treat your business that like way an and affair. i loved how she said that because you'll always find time to do the thing you really want to do you so, do because i think yeah. i think like for and a good example for me would be yes okay i have my, my regular workload my regular deadlines of what i need to do each day but then i have like this thing that i really want to work on and maybe it's a new business idea maybe it's just to create a project i really want to work on it so then all of a sudden i become very intentional about my regular work and i make sure oh, okay i'm going to do this from in this hour yeah. and it's completely done i don't get sidetracked i don't allow myself to get sucked into social media or tv or whatever it is any any kind of um, time suck situation. Mm -hmm. And I somehow get, I'm really productive that day. And then I get to just work on my fun project. Those damn passion projects (laughs) with the next into shape. Yeah. Every day should be that way because your passion project can also be your family. Yes. Having a date night with your partner, taking a vacation. Yep. That's why we do what we do so that we can have these experiences where we can play hard, you know, work hard, play hard. I believe that. So why are we just kind of like, meh, I don't know, just kind of floating through some days where we're just kind of doing a little bit and then oh, I'll just do it later. And then we're stressed out because then we have this long list of junk that we've got to complete, you know, yeah. by, by Friday. Do you ever have those mornings where you wake up and you like see someone else like in their business suit going off to a job and you're like, I can't imagine being that person. <laughs> How do you go to your job from nine to five? What are you doing? <laughs> you just, I'm, that business, like that yeah. model of work now horrifies me deeply. It does. But you know, the, the one thing that I miss about that is just the social, because I'm such a social person, that that's the part that can really wear me down. Like it makes me very, yeah. very sad uh, to not... And I and I still like to talk on the phone, and a lot of people don't like that. I like I grew up talking on the phone. We didn't have social media, and I was a very social person, and I miss that because you know. And I I see a therapist every week. I'm sure that you know by listening to the show. But my therapist tells me, and I've never thought about this before, but my job is actually very isolating yep. because I'm at home, and now I'm home alone because my kids are at school all day, both of them. And even though I have this social media job, I'm by myself most of the time. Yep. Unless I'm traveling. And it's part of the reason why I love to travel because I get social time. I get yeah. I get the experiences and, and all of that, of course, and the contacts and networking and blah, blah, blah. But I think our whole next episode should be on how to have a social life as, as an entrepreneur. An yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good show. Yeah, that would be great. But it is, it's this for me. And, you know, some people who are introverted, they love it. Uh, my dad works for himself. He loves staying at home by himself and not having to talk to people. He loves it. I don't love that part of it. I would love to have a little mini office right here where I could have people over. And you know what? Um, we had Jesse Sanfilippo on last week. She's a good friend of mine. And what we have done in the past, if we, we have had virtual offices where we just mm-hmm. have like a Skype, video window open yep 
And we just kind of work side by side. We don't have to talk the whole time. But just seeing other people work kind of, I don't know, you could kind of feed off that. Yeah. And well, and we've done that too, Amy, yeah. from time to time. Like yeah. if we're working on a project, it's kind of, we keep each other going. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that idea. And maybe that's something that we could put together for, for indie parents. Mm-hmm. Like as long as there was not anything creepy going on um, yeah. that we find out about <laughs> later. But like, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of helpful, especially for those of us who are very social, although it can lead to being distracted and then just chatting about whatever, and then you're not really getting anything done. But yeah. Um, and maybe it should just maybe it should just be on silent. Like everything should just be muted, just so you could see people working. And um, I don't know. That's so. That's one thing I miss about working in an office, and that really has nothing to do with burnout or a show. But I just wanted to throw that in. <laughs> it's a part of it. It is a part it of it. Is, if you it really true. like being around people, then it's hard, and that sort of starts to weigh on you. Yeah. I love being by myself all day. <laughs> and I mean, my partner works at home with me, but there are some days. Like I love the days when. We're both working together, and I love the days when he's off doing a shoot or, or talking to clients or something like that, and I get to just be alone. Right. I like being alone. Right. But there are times when I like to be at the cafe around people or just yeah. to have a change of scenery. So I think you have to mix and match the parts that work for you and the parts that don't work as well for you right. to find sort of that happy medium. And I think that is a big part of burnout, too, because if I was just always totally alone, I would get sick of it at some point. Yeah. That would drive me crazy. Um, like when I was in university and lived alone for part of it, it was like, you know, I could go six days without seeing anyone except for like going to class and back and hiding in the back and then going home. Like you just, it's very isolating in that way too. So I think, I don't know. I really like the idea of doing the sort of Skype hangout office hours. Like should have indie parent, indie parent office hours. I think it would be awesome if we did, like, even if it were just a couple of hours, a few times a week, you know? And just call it the, you know, we could do like a Google Hangout mm-hmm. and just and just call it like the indie parent office. And then we've just got to make sure we vet people so that yeah. we know we're not getting <laughs> random people in there. Yeah. You know, like we need to do some kind of background, you know, not like true like, oh. criminal background, <laughs> but like, does this person really have a business or is it just some streaker that wants to get naked on camera? We don't want know? to set up the chat roulette for the work <laughs> the, at home parents. Like, the indie parents after hours. No, it's not that sort of thing, guys. Sorry. Um, but yeah, like, I think stuff like that is good. And, and also maybe just to have a session of like, just boosting each other up. Cause sometimes when we're, our heads are down and, and you know, we, we don't like our job. We don't have true customers, and some of you may have customers there where they're giving you positive feedback a lot because you're seeing them in person. But mm-hmm. those of us who work from home, who are you know either doing work for someone else or we don't have that face to face contact, we don't really know people are really consuming what we're doing. I mean, we're getting more work and that's good, but we don't always know people's opinions not that we always want to know but it's good to know when you're doing something right or like Mm -hmm. it's good to share something cool that happens and you know when I get something cool that happens during the day I'm like looking around like I have no one to tell yeah I could share it online but then it almost seems like I just tell Amy when cool things happen yeah like it's cool (laughs) to have like your your core group of supporters and, and your people to share that because they appreciate it more than just like your long list of Facebook friends who think, oh, she's bragging, you know, yeah. or, or they don't understand what you do anyway. Um, so I like the idea of like that, sup- that kind of live support would be really mm-hmm. cool too. Um, so we're just coming up with ideas on the fly for how to help, help you avoid burnout. We're just coming up with some random ideas that you're listening to as they happen, because this is 
how our minds work. This is how entrepreneurs <laughs> work. So, um, but I really like those ideas because it's easy to. Uh, I think it's easy to overwork, especially when you're at home alone yeah. and it's your business and your baby. Well, there's very little separation. Yes. Between yes. Like, often literally like the desk that I'm recording this podcast in is in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. The desk that I work on is in my living room. Like I don't have, there's no separate office space. There's like an office nook, but Mm -hmm. it's literally just where I work and live. So it's, there's no separation of that, which means that, you know, on the weekends, it's like the kids around, the pets are around, partners around. It's like, you're not, you're never away from it. And it's very easy to just put the, children to bed and then sneak back to your desk because why you could keep working why not and some nights I have to stop myself and go is there actually anything due right now like is this tomorrow stuff is this later this week stuff or does it Mm -hmm. does it have to happen like now now Mm -hmm. and I work ahead when I can and when I can't then I really have to say okay it is you know Tuesday night is this due Wednesday morning or could I do it on Wednesday if I had to yeah and sometimes I'm just like, okay, it's eight o'clock. I'm like, if I close the laptop, that's my very symbolic, like, we are done. <laughs> right. I am done for the night because I have been known to stand up and st- I'm Rich will laugh when he hears this because I will stand up and I keep typing and then I push my chair in and then I lean over the chair and I keep typing and he's like, aren't you getting up? Like, just stop it. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I'm just, I'm not done. And then I'll just lean there. Just a little there. bit. Yeah. Just like, a little leaning bit over my chair, like continuing to type. It's like, well, now yeah. I just have a standing desk. Yeah. Just walk away. Walk away. <laughs> yeah. And be okay with that. And and the, yeah. and the good news is, and Desiree and I talked about this before we started the show, the good news is if you're that busy, you're in a good spot. That yeah. means that you're doing good work. Your clients like you. New clients are liking you. They like what you do. Take your time, you know. And and if they really like you and they hired you for, you for a reason, then they're going to be patient with you. And then maybe you know, moving forward, you have a more realistic um, sense of how long work should take you. Maybe you need more time than than you know. Maybe they're like, we need this in three days, and you're like, I can do it in five days. I can do it in a week. And, or maybe the fee doesn't warrant the short turnaround. So charge a higher price for that fee. And then you will make that your first priority. So there are ideas that you can do. Know your limits and know what it takes for you to do a good job. And you'll be a whole lot happier. You know, I think we get into this as an entrepreneur business owner. We want to make our customers and our clients so, so happy because we want to keep getting work because we need the work to, you know, to pay for bills, you know, such as the light bill and food for the family. These are important things we don't want to screw up. We don't want to start losing business because we are, you know, have, making too many demands ourselves. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a partnership. And so it needs to be equal. It doesn't need to be all about I'm jumping through hoops while this person demands this and this and this for me. I think there's a mutual respect that can happen. And if there's not, it's not a client you want to work with anyway, because it's going to never, it's never going to change. Yeah. If you are, if you have the opportunity, like if you work in a retail store, it's much harder to choose your customer because you can't Mm. just shoo them away at the door. Exactly. Although I'm telling you, when I owned a retail (laughs) store, you did that? Sometimes I wanted to. (laughs) There were moments. Yeah, I can imagine. You could just, I don't even want your business. I would rather you just left. Right. But then you just smile and carry on. Right. But if you're in the position where you're with like a service industry or something online or consulting or website building, you can choose your clients. Even though you feel like you should take on every single, there's that should word again, 
don't take on the clients that pay crap and treat you like crap. Just right. don't do it. You will resent it. You will do crappy work. And it's you, just a vicious spiral. If one nasty person will pay you $10 and one lovely person will pay you 100 where are you going to go? <laughs> yeah. You've got to set standards for yourself. Yeah. And like Dr. Phil says, you teach people how to treat you. It and is it's true. it's very, very true in personal life and business life. And it doesn't mean that you get on your soapbox every time a client tries to lowball you or yeah. offer something. It doesn't mean, because I've seen that happen in our industry where bloggers get a little too entitled, I will say, yeah. instead of trying to really make it work, even if it is a crappy offer, a crappy opportunity, a crap, crappy deal, they're just like, well, I never work for this amount. You know, that's not the way you want to like come across. Yeah. You want to always be professional and you're more likely to get what you want if yeah. you're nice and professional than if you're like, well, you know, I deserve this and that. You're not, that's, it's never going to work that way. People don't respond well to you being defensive and that yeah. sort of thing. Treat people well, they will treat you well. Yes. It's a truth as old as time. And I think we forget it because we, we get busy or we get cocky or we get whatever. And especially when you're working and it's just you, sometimes you don't have the feedback from like exactly. other people that it's yeah. hard to, you overthink freaking everything because you're like, did I charge too little? Did I charge too much? Should I have done this? Did I choose the right font? Was that, and you start to panic because it's just you. You don't have someone going, good job, Desiree. Yeah, I know. Wonderful yeah. work. <laughs> I know. Yay. <laughs> I know. You kind of have to be your own cheerleader. Yeah. Although the whole reason why we created this this business was to... So we can be, be your cheerleader. We want to <laughs> be your cheerleader and tell you, you know, what you're doing right and give you the feedback that you want and need. So I hope we're slowly doing that. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Indie Parent Podcast. You can join us every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for a new show. And we want to hear from you on social media. So if you're tweeting, you're listening to the show and you want to tweet out something or you want to post something on Instagram to uh, let us know, you can tag Indie Parents and we'll see it and we'll retweet you and we'll reply and have a nice little conversation. We also have a really cool Facebook group that's a private Facebook group. It's called The Indie Parent. You can always search for it on Facebook. But we also have a link to it on our website, theindieparent.com. You can get all kinds of show notes on, in, on theindieparent.com and our other links to our blog talk radio show and the Facebook group and all that good stuff. So we hope you'll join us and we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.